90s Brothers. I am your host, Brennan Pointer. Along with me is Adam J. Pitzler. How's it going, buddy? It's me, Adam! You're a dick. You're such a dick. I I was going to do the... It's me, Mario! And then you, you stole it from me. Well, we don't have a script, so I didn't know that. So it doesn't make me a dick. It makes your, like... Joke timing worse than mine is really what it makes. <laughs> well, it's not, like always, I, it's not like there's a script in front of me that says, Brennan's going to do the it's a me thing, so don't do it. I, I was going to, I was going to like start the show with that, but I was like, I got to start the show as we always do because we're, you know, we don't want to like tease what we're, you know, doing too well, early. I'll, but, you know. I'll, say to, I'll, I'll say to you what Dr. Phil said to plenty of women. You know, miss, he's not a mind reader. Uh, Those are pretty good, Doctor Phil. Um, so yeah, uh, this week we're uh, we're on to more '90s nostalgia. It's uh, our first, it's our first video game, and so we were like, we were thinking like, oh, what are we gonna like? What video game should we do first? Out of all the '90s video games, what's ones like that encapsulates the '90s the best? And um, and Bernie said we, Battletoads. I didn't think about Battletoads is just one of those games that you played a lot as a kid, but you could only get past the, like, you couldn't even get past the third level. Uh, I know, and, and like, um, it, it wasn't, like, a universally, like, it was a good game amongst video gamers, but Mario was, uni- like, universal. Right. Well, like, there's there's the early 90s games, and, like, we were pretty, we were, like, only, in the early 90s, we were, like, 8 and 9, and then... Like those games are like when you're eight and nine, you're you're playing video games a lot, but you're not that great at video games yet. It wasn't Big until like you're like ten or twelve that you start really getting into video games, and that's when the sixty-four came out. Was when we were in sixth grade, actually. Um, yeah. And Mario sixty-four. I was already I was already really good at video games, okay. but I I was like yeah. a wizard like that. You should listen to our show, The Wizard, if you haven't yet, fans, and you'll know what kind of video game player I was, like Luke Edwards from um, Little Big League. <laughs> So yeah, this week we're doing uh we're doing Mario sixty four. So uh game from oh! I I would say most of our childhoods, whether you're a boy or a girl, um probably more so a lot more or tra- boys or trans. Or, or trans or trans or trans or you know Yeah. You you can other, like our podcast. Ones. You can like our podcast with the little rainbow emoticon. Yeah, you know, it's uh it's uh Pride Month, you know, I wanted to support any of our yeah. you know Gay listeners, or I don't know if I said that correctly, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but we but, are a equal opportunity listener uh, podcast, so uh, absolutely, absolutely, all, all creeds, colors, uh, sexual orientations can listen to our podcast equally and think our jokes are bad equally. And, and whether you have a vagina or a penis, we we love you anyways. So uh, yes, yeah. I want to go. I want to thank some of our listeners from last uh, from last week. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- we're thanking our listeners for the uh, the great responses they had to our um, Kindergarten Cop podcast. Go ahead, Brennan. Who's, who's yeah, absolutely. Um, so this week, I want to thank. Uh, oh gosh, I, I just lost the list. I just I just left. Damon Bell, Tony Baird, uh, Walter Christian, Stuart Roberts. Um, Jerry Jones, not the Jerry Jones. Um, could be, could then, be. <laughs> could, it doesn't look like Jerry Jones. This guy looks like he has a beard and he's kind of bald. Um, it's the internet. Everybody uses like fake images. 
Jason Shel- Jason Shelton, Richard Diaz, or maybe Dick Diaz, you might go by, um, J.D. Smith, and then uh, one our one Twitter Twitter follower, uh, Ryan for at, real, at, at Ryan for real, at, at Mister Ryan for real. Oh right, right. Uh, thank you for uh, you know plugging our show, and we really we much appreciate it. And um, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, thanks everyone. It's, and my mom, yeah, another- my mom, my mom's always like. <laughs> Your mom posted about the show. show. She did. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was uh, a butthead. I. You know what's funny? Doing this show, I I tend to like let out secrets about my childhood, or not not so much secrets, but like uh, just stuff that like you know you observe as a child, and when you as an adult you think about oh like my parents let me watch rated R movies, like my parents gave me cable in my bedroom, and. When you're in the 90s, you'd always try to go to, like, the porn channels and, like, get the scribble, the scribbly lines. Like, kids this in this day and age will never understand that in the 90s, you could, like, if you had, uh, you know, cable TV for the, the porn channels, but it was always, like, they were all scribbled out. But you could, like, change the tracking a little bit or mess with some stuff, and it would, like, kind of, like, for a little bit, and... uh Man, <laughs> the struggle for like we we should for, do we could do a whole podcast on Skinamax. That's a great the, idea. The, the struggle for porn was real when you're like a, a 12 year old in the 90s. So, uh. <laughs> so all you 12 year olds with easy to access porn on the internet nowadays, you thank your lucky stars. Right, you, you, you're very you know, you're very lucky. Well, uh, let me take let me take over for Skinamax a little bit. You couldn't see much, but you could hear the you know sultry, you know soft porn music, and occasionally you might see like a woman's figure or something. And in your imagination, you do the rest. But in the and it was always like um, it always had like light music and very like and yeah, it was. <laughs> funny. Did you say, did you say white white music? No light. Music like oh, very light, like yeah. light like light jazz music. Uh, oh yeah. So anyway, well, always... anyway. <laughs> <laughs> let's we're we're gonna talk about you know Mario the sixty four <laughs> day. <laughs> okay. So let's uh, let's talk let's talk about it. So nineteen ninety six came out. Uh, nineteen ninety six came out. <laughs> this is gonna be really hard to get back on track now. <laughs> Man, we are kicking ass. <laughs> uh, so nineteen ninety six. Uh, Nintendo 64 released in the in America in I, I believe um, like in September of uh, 1996, and one of the launch games was, with it was Mario 64. Um, if you bought, I believe, wait, did you, if you bought a 64, did you get this game or is it? I, I think 64 might have been the first system that didn't release um, a, a video game with this console. The first Nintendo console didn't release a Nintendo uh, a, a Mario game with it. Well, true? mine came. Mine came with Mario, so I, I can't. Speak. It's, it seems like a lot of people came with Star Fox. Is that like a? Am I remembering that right? Uh, I, I, you know, I think it was. There was a lot of different packages. Like you, you could get a Mar. You could get a standalone with no game. You could get one with Mario sixty four, or you get one with Star Fox. Um, but there wasn't. Well, mine came. That, there wasn't many games that released with the uh, the sixty four either. Like. I think it was. I think there's only like two or three, like Pilot Wings. Sixty four. Yeah. By the way, by the way, whose dumb idea was it to bring back Pilot Wings? Pilot Wings for Super Nintendo suck. Why do people yeah. like Pilot Wings? 
I think it's a Japanese thing. Like, I think, because, uh, you know, I mean, Nintendo's all, like, they sell most of their consoles in, in Japan. And so they... So the Japanese like pilot wings? I think Japanese people like pilot wings. I think they like that, like, right. simulator type of game. And uh, I never really played much pilot wings. But, uh, oh, I yeah. hate it. I never knew anybody that really likes pilot wings. It was boring. I like, let's see how good we can the, get this landing. It's like, oh, you crashed. Let's try and land again. It was definitely a game that you just played over and over again, the same, like, the same It was the same, scenario. like, landing strip again and again and again and again. But, back to Mario. Most people had yeah. Mario. Yeah, and I, would say, sh- I would say 80% of people who had a 64 probably had uh, Mario. Like, and, actually, um, I, I, I actually didn't have Mario for, like, I got... So I got my 64, like, two years after it came out, um, it, because my parents wouldn't buy me. So, actually, the funny thing is, in 1996, my parents bought me a Super Nintendo. And, like, the day the day the, the 64 released. And I was, like, so excited to get the, the Super Nintendo, but everyone else, all my other friends were playing the 64. And I was, like... I always like I was always a little behind on the video games when I was younger because my parents didn't want to buy me the the, the system when it came out. So I, I actually was a little bit of the same. Everyone got their sixty four this like that first Christmas in sixth grade and it, and instead of a sixty four I remember I got Donkey Kong Country three on Super Nintendo. Yes, yeah, so did I. Like, I did I did too. I got that did I, you? Got I got Donkey Kong Country three for uh Christmas that year as well, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I was I got like I ended up getting my 64 the next Christmas, so I was like a year behind. Um, mm. So I, yeah. I can relate to that a little bit, but it didn't end up mattering. I got caught up by eighth grade. But yeah. uh, and everyone, everyone had right. friends that had a, everyone had friends that had a 64. So like, if you weren't if you didn't have one, you knew you most likely had a knew a friend that had one. Um, yeah. So so I remember um, I remember when I finally like let's get back to Mario a little bit. So, uh, Super Mario 64, like, Nintendo had great launch games, like, for years and years and years. Like, the, obviously, Super Mario on the original Nintendo was very popular. And then Super Mario 3 was, like, a huge deal on regular Nintendo. And then Super Nintendo came out, and Super Mario World was really good. Everybody liked it. Super Mario Land on the Game Boy was a very popular game. So, like, Mario was, like, this, this just, like, stone-cold engine of awesome launch games for these systems. And and Super Mario 6, 64 was probably the crown jewel of all of them. Like it was like damn near a perfect game. Like you when you look back on like the best most replayable games of that generation, Super Mario 64 is at the top of like everybody's list. And not just for like 64 games, but just like games in general. It was just incredibly like fun and replayable and it had just the right amount of difficulty where there was, like, stuff you could get done when you were a beginner, and there was stuff that you could come back later when you, like, figured out how to do that right jump or whatever. But it was... Yeah. It, it, it very much carried the to- torch of, like, awesome Mario launch games, and the hype was huge, and, like, the payoff was huge. It was it was incredibly well executed. Everybody really enjoyed playing it and had fun, and this was no exception. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was... There was a... Uh... It was there was so much hype around it too. Like it was it was Mario, but it was like it was 3D for the first time. Well, not for the first time, but uh, there, well, for Mario the first R- time in a video Super game. Super Mario RPG was technically 3D. Um, 
I guess. <laughs> but anyway, but Mario 64, it, it, I mean, it revolution. I mean, it really, like, we, we throw around words like revolutionized stuff a lot nowadays for video games. But, like, Mario was, like, the first open-world 3D console game. Like, um, and it revolu- revolutionized, like, video games going forward. Like, to have an open world, to have, you know, like, I mean, people talk about Grand Theft Auto, like, they're not on the same level of what kind of game they are, but, like, open world, like, Mario was, like, really the first to do it and do it very successfully. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember when, so when Super Mario 64, like, starts, for those of you that need a little refresher, like, Lakitu kind of drops you off in, like, the middle, like, in front of the castle in, like, this little field. And you run up, and you're Mario, and, and they teach you how to do a few jumps, and you run up to the beginning of the castle, and then it's like, Peach is like, hey, Mario, I've baked a cake for you or something. Come on in. And uh, anyway, you go in, and you, I can't remember what happens next, but you realize that to get to Princess, you gotta you got to pass through all these secret star doors. And the only way to get stars is to jump in these paintings and other hidden areas that have been, like, secretly located throughout the castle. And that was just, like, a really cool out of just gateway into the levels was like you're inside this, this like Mario castle and in every room there's like a painting with like a portrait of kind of what kind of level it is. So I remember like when I was first playing the game, I would come up on these paintings and go, whoa, that's what's in that level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It was, yeah, so, and it was such a, it was a cool concept because you could, you could jump into different paintings at your own speed almost. Like some of them had like uh star barriers, but yeah, but you, you could, you could pass the levels at your own speed and and do the different stars at your own speed. And each level had, like, six different stars in it, plus, like, a bonus star for getting 100, 100 coins. So there yeah. was, I don't it was it was, it was cool. Like, you were in the same level every time, but you would play it different ways. That was a new concept, too. Yeah, it was definitely, I mean, yeah, it was so, it was so cool. And, like, my early, uh, what, I, what I remember early on about Mario was, so since I didn't have 64, you could go to Blockbuster, and Blockbuster would have, like, a kiosk of, like, you know, the new system, and you could, like, play it. And I just I just remember, like, going to Blockbuster with my parents, like, every weekend and going, and I'd probably, like, be playing, try to play Mario, like, the whole time I was there. Um, but if you do that, then you let your parents pick the movies, and they always had bad taste. Yeah, you'd always end up with, like, Sense and Sensibility or, like, Sleepless oh, in Seattle. So Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, God, uh, not my mom. Your mom's written romantic comedies. My mom was always written these, like, weird action movies that nobody had ever heard of, and she would... My mom is is the classic, like, American that gets tricked by, like, a good synopsis on the back of a... <laughs> on the back of a video, you know what I mean? Like, she's like, no, it sounds good. I'm like, Mom, like, nobody's in it. I've never heard of it. It didn't go to theaters. Like, there's no way this is good. <laughs> To be fair, my I don't, I don't believe my mom was actually with us at the movie theater that much. But I think it was my dad. My dad took your us. Your dad was like, written all those lame romantic. Well, comedies? I I I joke since since but probably the people in Seattle and like and we would also we don't we my dad my dad we all like liked the the blockbusters that were just currently out like we would you know that's what we watched and we would get like we'd get anything that was like popular like we didn't watch like anyways. Offbeat stuff, but um, but yeah, Mario was this. Uh, it was. I, I'm so we're talking about Mario right now. 
uh, I mean, we're talking, and I'm watching it right now. I'm watching like um, um, some. I'm, I'm watching Twitch and watching people play uh, like speed runs on Mario. And um, so when I was in middle school, I I used to like, I used to like dream about that. I used to like dream that I could compete in like a speed Super Mario 64 like contest. And uh-huh. I'm telling you, like I could compete. I'm not saying I would win because, like, there's just freaks out there. That's like all they do. But in like a, in like the I don't know. Like the 100 CC version of Speed <laughs> Mario, I think I think I could do well. It's in the and like in the amateur, like watching this guy yeah. do something. Like he's doing like these crazy jumps, like doing this crazy jumps and like getting stars like in like 20 seconds from like entering the stage. Uh, yeah. But um, it it really is just it, like let's talk about like um favorite favorite levels um like favorite like favorite yeah. parts of uh. Of Mario, like what, what? What are some of your you know favorite memories of like level, like level design and stuff like that? Sure, my first, yeah, my first favorite level in that game is the very first snow level, the level where you can ride down the slide with the penguin and you mm. like racing him, or you could go down the other slide down to the bottom of the mountain and you have to like there. My favorite star in that level is like you have to save a uh, a snowman penguin? like. Oh, or no, no, you have yeah. to save a giant. Yeah, you have to save a giant penguin's baby penguin. But uh-huh. there's like a there's like a, a dummy baby penguin somewhere in the level. So you there's two different baby penguins in the level, and if you bring him the wrong one, he like doesn't want it. And then you can walk over to the edge of the cliff and drop him off the cliff. <laughs> also, <laughs> if you save if you save the right penguin. You can give the right penguin to the penguin, and he goes, "Oh, that's great! You found my baby. Here's your star." And then, before you collect the star, you can grab the actual baby penguin and go drop him off the cliff. And the mom like chases you. She's like, <laughs> and you can do it anyway, and then go get the star and be like, "Fuck you! I just took your star and killed your baby penguin." It <laughs> was awful. Uh, so that's what I did. You didn't do that. I, I don't. I don't even know. I didn't even think I knew you could do that. Like, I. I Honestly, I, I didn't, oh I, I didn't you do are, that. You are not a video game Jedi at all. I, I didn't like. I played a lot of video games. I just, I didn't really get like in depth in video games. This is also before like, like the internet, and uh, um, yeah, you had to do it yourself. You had to do it yourself. You had to find secrets yourself, or you had to like read magazines, or you had to like someone like your friend. No. Like, you, you were probably no, like that's... the friend. You're, you're like the friend who like told everyone how to find stuff in like video games. Like I, I, I wasn't. I, I was. I was. <laughs> like you, everyone had that friend in elementary school that's like, oh, did you know you could find this ball? And like, and like I wasn't like, I wasn't, I played a lot of video games. I just wasn't very like hip to like all the like the secrets. I, I don't, I, I probably didn't try to kill, I, like I, I wasn't like trying to kill the baby penguin. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, I was always, my mind was always about killing baby penguins, so it was a natural thing. <laughs> After uh, that level, the next my next favorite level was the ghost level. Um, hmm. I think that was level five. So the one where like, like the one where the ghost like you find the ghost in the the courtyard and it shrinks. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. You find you find the big boo. That's his name. He's like a recurring bad guy in Mario games. He's like this giant right. ghost. And um, you chase him into the courtyard, and he shrinks into, like, this little, like, sort of, like, music box, I think. And Uh you jump in the music box, and that's World 5. And it's, like, you're in this haunted house with all these ghosts, and you got to kill all the ghosts and stuff. And it was just a really cool level design, and the music was really cool. It's like... It was just 
it was a really cool design. And there was like these, um, there was this big eye thing that you would run around in circles until it would pop. Uh-huh. It, would, it would follow you with its eye. And uh, yeah, so those are, those are early on. Those are my favorites. I got another one for later, but what about you? Uh, so, I mean, I'll probably, I'll, I'll just be lame about the The first and second levels are always like stick with me as like the most fun levels for me. Cause like there's this, the first level was just, it was trying to teach you how to play the game. Like, you need to find red coins, you know, you're going to, um, and it had, like, the had the flying hat in it, and there was all these different ways, like, this bit. Yeah, but you couldn't get the flying the hat yet. You, yeah, you're right. You couldn't get it until you got, like, whatever, how many stars. You had to you're find right. that, little, That's that, little spot, that little spotlight at the very front of the castle that you look up into. Right. And it takes you to the little, like, cloud world where you get the hat. That's right. But um, that in the second level, I just I remember you know vividly no, no, playing which, a, playing a lot. Which second which second level are you talking so, about? So, you talking so, about like, sorry, the second level is the one with the floating it's like the floating island in yeah. the sky. Yeah, and you, uh, the one where you can ride ride the owl. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, yeah. And and those are simply designed levels. Uh, I mean, later on in the game, there was like a clock level that I really liked. Um, oh, I, I hate was, the clock level. My least favorite level. That's funny. Uh, but, yeah, the, you know, this, I mean, the whole game is a lot of fun. I really enjoyed playing the Bowser levels, like, going through them, because those are the only levels that were, like, very uh, linear. Like, every level was pretty, like, open. Like, you you go here, you can go this whole area. But, like, the Bowser levels are, like, are, like, the well, – we're reminding me more of, like, old Mario games where, like, if you had to just go from point A to point B to get to Bowser. And I always really enjoyed them. And, like, the whole mechanic of actually, like, beating Bowser yourself, like, like instead of yeah. just jumping on him, like, you had to, like, throw him and it, like, took some skill. Um, it was always, you know, a lot of fun. Yeah, um, so at the end of the Bowser level, you have to, like, get behind him somehow and grab his tail. And then right. you, like, whip him around in a circle, and then you have to launch him at the perfect release point to hit one of these, like, bombs that are, like, just hanging out nearby Bowser's little floating island for some reason. And mm-hmm. getting the t- getting the timing of that, like, learning how to do it, was actually pretty difficult at first. Get- learning how to get behind him, spin him around the right way, and then release at the right time. I mean, you get the hang of it after a while. But it was a little bit harder than I thought it would be at first. I was like, man, I, I kept throwing him in every which direction. I, like, couldn't get the release point right. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah it definitely take a lot of skill, and it would definitely, it definitely got, it definitely got frustrating if you couldn't, if you couldn't time it right. Like, I remember you, there was a lot of, like, there was a lot of patience and, like, trying things over and over again, uh, especially against Bowser, like, and so. And like I said, there was no, there was no internet yet, so you couldn't really, like, you couldn't find out secrets or find out how to do certain things without, like, help without from a magazine working. Or, or, yeah, without, like, figuring it out yourself. Um, I, can I so, say, well, a little tangent, I hate video game magazines. I felt like they took all the fun out of it. I felt like, I don't know, it's like the difference between going on an adventure and listening to your GPS. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, that's true. I had, like... Game Informer, like, because, like, you got Game Informer for having, the, you know, the power of yeah. boards at GameStop, and I think I, I probably got Game Informer starting, like, in 2000, and uh, and so you'd get that every month, and it would, 
you know, back in the early, like in the early early days, like getting like getting information about new games was always like it came from magazines. Like you didn't, yeah, get on the internet. So I, I liked it just so I could like you could learn. About Game Informer stuff. would only give you a few tips, though. It wasn't really like a strategy guide. Walk. No, it wasn't a strategy. About- it wasn't a. It wasn't a strategy magazine. I don't even. I mean, GamePro was probably like the closest thing to like they would have like walkthroughs. Like they, like Game Pros were so big because like if you wanted to learn how to do any of the Mortal Kombat like, like fatalities or anything, like you, you needed GamePro. <laughs> you did. You did. You really. You really. No, Mortal Kombat's a perfect example of that. When like nobody could figure out how to do the fatalities or anything, and that was like literally the only way. It was like the magazine would say, "Oh yeah, there's a there's a special combination of buttons." It's not right. in the remote. It's not in the magazine or uh, the manual, and there's no right. internet, and none of your friends know how to do it. <laughs> and so, like, eventually, you like figured out through a magazine, which I always thought was kind of an odd way to do that. But you know, whatever. Yeah. But Definitely. no, I'm talking. I'm talking about like the walk. My friend Chris, he would always have these like strategy guide walkthroughs for his Zelda games. And I always remember thinking, like, what are you even doing? You're not even playing. You're just doing what the magazine tells you to do. I don't know. I I I I I, I, I seriously, I had Zelda strategy guide. I only had the Zelda strategy guide though after I beat the game. Like I played the hell out of Zelda, and I beat the game by myself first, and then I got the strategy guide so I could learn how to do more stuff. By so. the way, Zelda Zelda Ocarina of Time was was a really early launch on this on sixty four as well. I mean, yeah, it, 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 it came. It, it came out two years after the 64. Um, Are you sure? Two years? Positive. Um, wow. Yeah, it, it came out, well, yeah, because it came, I got, I got, um, the, in, I got Nintendo 64 for, in 1998 for uh, Christmas, and it was, like, the best Christmas present ever. It's, like, that video you see of all the kids, like, kids yeah. that get video game systems when they're, like, little. Uh, and so, and I got, um, Zelda Ocarina of Time and NFL Blitz um, for the 64. And, That's cool. Yeah, and so I and I played the and I and then I broke my arm like two weeks later, and so I played so much Ocarina of Time while I had like a broken arm. Um, but yeah, like it. But yeah, both both and games. Those two games were built on the same engine, like, and they were being developed at the same time. Zelda just took longer, obviously, because there was more of a story to it. And, uh, well, Zelda was way bigger, way more open. So, yeah, way bigger. Way it's a t- totally two different games. Like in Mario's, I mean, all Mario games have always been about like there's not really a story. They're all the stories the same. Like Bowser steals princess. You gotta save the princess by collecting, by beating levels and collecting stars or whatever. So, um, so what's the what else? Is, what were we on on our agenda for this episode? Uh, next, year we're going to talk about like force levels, but like, I mean, I, I don't think we have much time to talk about force levels. No, we but, do. Uh, we, we do. We got an extra yeah. fifteen minutes. It's fine. Okay. Um, uh, so yeah, well, force levels. I want to get back. Well, we, we were still talking about like favorite levels, favorite stars, like oh, okay, stuff like favorite, that. Yeah. So, um, bad, bad guys, star puzzles, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I liked the. <clears throat> I really liked. Um, there was I literally like Little Big level. It, I can't. I think it was called Little Big Island or Big Small Island or something like that. It was like it was one of the later levels. It was like level thirteen, and there was only fifteen. 
And it was where, like, you could jump into two different paintings to access the level, and one of them would take you to the big side, and one of them would take you to the little side. And the big oh, yeah, one was, yeah, like, yeah. gigantic Goombas that uh-huh. you could, like, kill. Anyway, the, I always thought that level was so fun because you would, like, hop in these um, <clears throat> green t- green tubes, like inner tubes, and uh, the, you would transform from the big side to the little side. And th- this wasn't... This wasn't a new concept. Like, they did the same thing in Super Mario World 4, or, or excuse me, Super Mario 3 World 4, where there was, like, big stuff and little stuff. But in this one, it was, like, especially cool. Like, you could race, like, a giant uh, Koopa for, like, one star, and then one other star, you had to fight, like, this giant, um, what was the thing called? Like, the, the Caterpillar guy? I can't remember um, his name, but you... Gosh, I don't, you I, like, I don't know. I know what you're talking about, yeah, uh-huh. Well, anyway, you, like, bust it. Well, I love the level design because, like, when the world is small, you, like, bust open his roof with, like, a like a power slam with your butt. I can't remember the name of it, but you would, like, jump up and slam down into the ground. And you would, like, bust open his roof. And then you'd go back when it's big and you would fall in that little hole. And you get down there and the caterpillar is, like, pissed. He's, like, dude, you, like, broke my roof. Like, let's fight, you know? <laughs> I do not remember like, this at all. <laughs> oh yeah, so you would break in and then you would fight this giant caterpillar and that was one of the that was one of the really hard stars to find because at the beginning of the level the name of the star, the description of the star would usually give you like a little bit of a hint as to like what you're doing or where you're going, but this one was oh, really yeah. tough cuz cuz you had to break through the roof in the small version of the world that, and you didn't even know the roof was there cuz there was like a little bit of a body of water up there. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Anyway, yeah, so that was a really cool le- level and battle. I liked all the ones where you could battle big bad guys, like uh, the the second snow level and then the fire level. You had to fight like these. I think they were called um, bullies. They were like these, these big round dudes, and you would jump into them and try and knock them off the off the edge into the lava or later into the ice water. So yeah, oh, yes, I uh, like yeah, yeah. And 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 then in the pyramid level. When you go inside the pyramid and you there was like this one like set of hands that had little eyeballs in the middle. It was actually kind of creepy. And they would try and push you off like the edge of the the little pyramid room and you'd have to punch them in the in the eyeball when they would open their eyes until you killed yeah, them. Yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely remember that. So, I don't really, like, there was one enemy in the game that really always creeped me out and it's in the, one of the water levels and it's like a, it's like a eel and like. Yeah, the eel. And it was so stinking creepy. <laughs> it, it was a creepy eel. And I, I don't think you could actually beat it, uh, but... Um, no, no, you couldn't beat it. You, you would lure him out. You would go yeah, lure. in front of his face until he'd try and eat you. And then, a lot of times, he would bite you, and you'd have to go get stars, because you're, like, fucking drowning in the water, and you just lost your energy. And then he would come out, and he had, like, a little star attached to his ass. And you would go and, yeah. like, slap the star and get it. Yep, I, that was... Uh, I mean, level design, like, I there's not really a level that I hated so much. Like, I hated water levels. I hated swimming in water. I hated doing anything that had yeah. to deal with, with yeah. the water. He was, Mar- Mario was just kind of slow in the water in Super Mario 64. Well, and, that, so, and then you you died if you, you know, yeah. you would you would die in, like, in, the- in the water. Yeah, it was just... It was always really stressful for me. I, I just remember being really stressed out if I was in the water and I was trying to accomplish some type of goal. And I'm like, I got to get in. Yeah, it was always really stressful. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, there, I didn't really like the first water level, the one that's like, it's like level three. It only takes like three stars to access. Not uh-huh. because it was hard, just because I thought it was kind of boring. I thought it was kind of a slow, boring level where you couldn't move around quickly and do things quickly, which you could in almost every other level. And then there was the one level where it's like, um, I can't remember the name of the level, but there's all these like water skippers, and you have to like oh. shoot yourself from a cannon from like one corner of the level into like this secret access point of another corner of the level, and you go yeah. in it's like a flooded. It's like a flooded town where you have to get the red coins. That yes. red, learning how to get those red coins was hard. Like I remember like, was, really like struggling. I, I was reading about this because I, I was like, what is like the worst levels in Mario? Like I, I was trying to like, I was reading up on it. And one of them was called it was called Wet Dry World, and that's the one you're yeah, talking about. It. You had to yeah. you had to change the water levels, and it was like it was way too confusing, and it was like it seemed out of place for all the other levels because it was it took too much thought to like have to like. like we know how Brennan hates thought. <laughs> Anyways, I just remember getting really stressed, like water being stressed out, and then you also had to climb stuff really up like, up high, and you could fall, and then you'd fall in the water, and you have to do it all over again. Yeah, that was, that level was kind of tough. There was there was another star on that level. It was called, like, it was called, like, the hurry-up elevator or something, and you had to, like, you would have to climb all the way up to the top of the level, and you'd have to use, like, these, like, these little, like, baddies that would throw you up. Like, they looked like, like little uh, broom dusters, and they would drive around, and they'd pick you up, and they'd throw you up to the next level, but they would hurt you sometimes if you missed. Or they throw you right into one of their buddies, and they throw you again, and you die. But anyway, yeah. you have to climb to the top of this level, and you have to, like, start the elevator. And then you have to, like, purposely fall down to the bottom and, like, do this, like, wall kick to get back on the elevator before it goes back up to get the star. It was, like, it, you had to, the timing had to be just right. And if you weren't good with, like, Mario jumps or you weren't exactly sure where everything was spatially, and that was tough because this was, like, the first 3D level gamers ever played so like just learning how to do things spatially could be a challenge sometimes and that that star specifically gave me some trouble i remember yeah so i mean we don't have a time left but uh but you know we, we, we this game was also like remade multiple times when we on like ds um it came out on like the wii on the wii's like virtual console like later and i, I definitely bought it rebought it and played it again um but uh you know, anything you yeah, want to say the, about those? Like the, the, you yeah. to, I remember you wanted the, DS, the DSi remake in particular. Yeah, so I, I got the I got the one remake on my DSi, and I didn't know that they had updated it. I just thought it was the same game. And I just want, I really just wanted a mobile version of it so I could play it mobily at the time. And then I started playing. I was like, whoa, what is all this? So if you, if you guys haven't played the mobile, like the DSi or the 3DS version of this game, and you like this game, you really need to check it out. Like, it's, it's a really cool update. What they did was they, like, they added Wario, Luigi, and Yoshi as, like, playable characters in the game. But you would play them when you would get, like, the hat. So yeah. instead of, like, Mario being able to fly or Mario turning into stone, you would, like, you would get, like, these different hats. So, like, Mario would turn – or, excuse me, Wario would turn to stone. And right. um, I, can't, I can't remember – kind of what else was different, but there was 30 new stars in the game that they added. Every every level had one new star, and there was, like, new secret levels you could find. I remember the the level where you find Yoshi was really cool, because you, you have to, like, um, you have to chase, like, this 
giant thing, like this giant monster around this nest and like swallow the eggs and shoot it with eggs. And anyway, it's, it's all the same mechanics and all the same jumps and all that. It's just more. It's just more of what you already love. So the original right. was only 100, 120 stars. This one is 150. It's a very fun, good update with like new hidden stars and shit in the same levels that you, that you would play before. They've just changed them. So it's like it's almost like you're playing a new version of the same game. Right. And, uh, anyway, it's really cool. I really recommend that you guys check it out if you like Super Mario 64. Yeah. I mean, this and it, and it was an H, I don't know if it was an HD remake, but it was definitely graphics were updated, so like it looked a lot more polished. Um, yeah, you know, it was a cool game. Did you get all 150 stars in that game? No, like I, 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 we were talking. I don't even know if I ever got a hundred all the hundred and twenty stars in the game. To be honest with you. Oh man, I do that like <laughs> just when I'm bored sometimes. That game is so fun. Yeah, well, you still have the game. Like you have, like you haven't gotten rid of any of your systems, and so like I never understood why people would get rid of their systems. Well, it I don't never think I got rid. Of, I, I don't think I got rid of mine. I just think I it wasn't mine. It was my family's, and so like I didn't like. Like, so my brothers had the 64 still, and, like, I graduated high school, and, I mean, and, I mean, I was still playing the 64 when I graduated. Like, it's 2002, so, like, I mean, I had... Well, well yeah. Like, the GameCube had came out, but I was still playing, like... I mean, I, I played Ocarina of Time, like, I probably beat that game, like, ten times. I probably, I probably beat Mario, like, ten times. I never... I don't know if I ever... So, but I was never really a completionist either. Like, I never really, like, cared so much about getting everything. I just, like, liked beating the game. Um, and so, and I've never been much of a, like, you know, a completionist in any type of game, except for Zelda. Like, Zelda's, like, the one game, like, I'll play for hundreds of hours and, like, get everything. But, um... Well, um, what's what's next on the agenda? What's next on the agenda? Uh, DSi remakes and then the, the la- lasting legacy of uh, you know Mario sixty four. Oh yeah, well actually, what I wanted to say is is how much I mentioned this a little bit earlier that Mario just had this reputation as being like the, the best launch games ever. Like they were just right. so great, and they would uh, they would like never let you down. And I wanted to segue a little bit to say how flipping awful. Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario Galaxy were, and, like, what huge letdowns they were. And even, like, Super Mario 3DS that came out with, like, those games were lame. Like, all of them. So, DSi, the DSi remake was a real remake. The 3DS version was just the same game, but updated graphics, or was it even updated graphics? Which is, I, don't even, I don't even know what the, the DS remake was. I, I don't know. Um, oh, anyway, I'm, anyways. I'm, but yeah, I'm saying, I, let's I'm, talk about, no, let's I'm saying Super Mario 3DS. I'm saying the launch the, game that came out from 3DS was really like a, it, oh. it was kind of like an original Mario game. Remember, yeah. you could turn into like, there was all these dumb power-ups. Like one of them was like you turn into a turtle shell and you'd spin around and one of them was like mini Mario and you go with these little mini inner tubes. But it was like a side-scrolling 2D yes. Yes, plat- sorry, platform. Yeah. That game I mean, sucked. That game, and, but not as much as Super Mario Sunshine or Super Mario Galaxy. Those games sucked even more. I like, those were I awful, disagree. Awful, I disagree. I mean, I, I, Super Mario Sunshine wasn't that good. I mean, it was a weird. It was a weird take. It wasn't in the Mushroom Kingdom or anything. But I, I disagree about Mario Galaxy. Mario Galaxy, like, was a, crit- was a critically acclaimed like 
Mario game. Oh, like, I hated it, Mario game. Maybe it like, was just the Wii controls, but I hated it. I thought like, it was so jerky and hard to do, and I don't like, know. I never liked I mean, it. I didn't like, enjoy it. They, they had, like, the new idea of, like, the whole, like, planets are around, but then they also had, like, just the regular levels that you could play, like, like old, like, 64 levels. Like, there was multiple actually, ideas put in it. Um, I actually sold my Super Mario Galaxy copy to your brother after I had it for, like, a week. I, like, bought it the week it came out, and I played it for, like, a week. I was like, this is fucking terrible. I hate this game. And, like, your brother, <laughs> Jordan, bought it off me at, like, 80% the value, and I was happy to do the deal. Like, I was happy <laughs> to just be rid of it. Like, I was like, I don't care. Like, take my 20%. This game's awful. I'm never going to play it. So Jordan uh, got a good deal, and uh, <laughs> and I got rid of the copy. So that's what happened. But, but I, so I've maintained my love for Nintendo over the years. Like I've gotten like the Wii, the the, the Wii U, and now the Nintendo Switch, and I mean, I've and I've also had like the 3DS and the whatever. And I've played like pretty much every iteration of Mario for the last like 30 years. And I definitely would say Mario 64 is the one that stuck with me the most, and it's the most you know original of all of like it's the, the most ones released, it's the most complete released. game. I mean, after, I mean like. Obviously, like Super Mario Three and Super Super Mario World, like those are great games. But they're 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 offshoots of like the original. Like sixty four started a whole new three D trend, and Nintendo since like they've gone from doing you know more three D Mario's like Sunshine, uh, Galaxy, Galaxy Two, and then going and doing going and being more retro with like. Go back to Super Mario Sunshine for a minute. Like, that game is so stupid. Like, why do you have a water hose to kill shit? Like, wh- that is the dumbest, lame... Like, you're walking around cleaning up graffiti. It is so boring and lame were, that you're shooting were, with a water gun. They were trying to introduce a new, ele- like, a new gameplay element with, like, with the Mario 64. Like, yeah, they were just trying to, like, release, like, a, like a whole new element to, like the game. Like, there wasn't anything original about the game except for that, and that, I think that's what they're going for. And the one thing I've read about, like, Sunshine, and I played Sunshine a little bit, was that it was just the level design on the on the levels, were, it was, they were really, some of them were just so difficult. And they, yeah, it and they was. And it, I, and, it and it wasn't fun to play, like like you said. Like some no, of the it levels, wasn't. Like, it wasn't you fun. Had to, you had to clean up paint to get a star, and it was like, oh my gosh, this is so tedious. Um, it was yeah, and I was I like I I don't like the concept of that. I don't like the concept of being told to go clean up paint. You know what I mean? Or like help like clean the landscape of a city. Like that's not fun to me. Jet Set Radio Future was a dumbass idea for a game. I don't care what anybody says. Like, these these aren't fun things to do in a video game. Like I want to go game. like jump on Koopa. You still have a GameCube, right? Yeah, I have it. I, I have still have Super Sunshine. No, I do. I have it. I have you have you it. have you gone back and played it recently? Like no, I've, no, no. I I beat it like our freshman year of college, and I've like never played it since. I was so I've, pissed off that I wasted twenty hours or whatever. I've read that people have gone back and played it, and they actually like really enjoy it, like later in life. Like I like that's like one of like I've read art, but people write writing articles about like Mario Sunshine wasn't as bad as people really made it out to be. But I I haven't done that so. Well, I, I probably I probably will. I'll get really bored one day, and I'll probably try and play it again, and I'll remember how stupid it is, and I won't like it. Uh, but so last last thing I'll, last thing I'll say about you know Mario is like now they're releasing like 
the on the Switch, the newest Mario will be coming out like later this year, and it's called Super. It's called Super Mario Odyssey, and uh, it looks pretty cool. Like, and they really they showed some of the stuff at E3, and it looks like, and people are like really ranting and raving about that it's gonna be it's gonna be like kind of like Mario 64. It's gonna have that type of like it goes back cool. to that feel. So, except that the new thing is like Mario has like a hat like that he wears, and it's alive. And you can throw it and use it to like jump off of it, kill people with it. And you can also throw the hat on certain enemies, and you will then you will become that enemy. So like you could throw a hat. Oh, on cool! A like Kirby, like Kirby, like Kirby. Yeah, exactly, like Kirby. Like you could throw a hat on a Goomba, and you can become a Goomba. You can throw it on a Bullet Bill, you can become a Bullet Bill. Like and so, dude, that I'm, that sounds badass. Like actually, it, it, it sounds yeah, it sounds like it might be interesting. So I'm I'm excited. Mario's just yeah. I'm that, I'm so like I love Mario like uh, I can't wait to introduce my kids to it. Um, recently, I'll, another thing I'll say is like they released a um, it's called Mario Maker for the the Wii U, and you can actually yeah. make like old school Mario levels. It's have you seen some of those crazy levels online people have made? Yeah, I've I've tried to play them. I had I had I had the game. Uh, it's uh, oh you do. Yeah, it's it's fun to make levels and like. It's a, and it's a good introduction to, for kids to like learn how to play video games. Like I, I yeah, I would have, I would have like, loved that game. Yeah, it's it's so much fun. You can spend hours just like creating these different levels. I back, love it. Back back in the day, I would have made like the bombest levels. I remember like Excite Bike had a level maker map in NES, and I would make like yeah. the coolest shit. Oh, that that brings back memories. I, really I, used to I play love you know, all the time. I love the creation design in some games. I love like. There were some Super Nintendo football games where you could, like, make your own plays. I thought that was the coolest shit ever. Like, I had this one game called Emmett Smith's Football where you could design your own plays. Oh, my God. I used to spend hours perfecting, like, the perfect little plays. And then you could you could use them in in the real season mode. Like, you could use your own <laughs> plays. It was so cool. That's all. Uh, I never did that. But I, I also, it, like, it also takes, takes a lot of time to do that kind of stuff. And I just never. It, was, it, it did. <laughs> Uh, yeah. What, what, anything else you got to say about? Mario no, no. We we spent a, we spent a lot of time talking about Mario related things. Um, but I would just like to come back and hearken to the point that Mario sixty four is a really really fun replayable awesome game. If you guys haven't played it, you should. If you haven't played it in a long time, you can play it again and it's still fun. And uh, yeah, it's the, as I get older, I start looking at these things as like like time gifts. Like, Mario yeah. 64 gave me, like, a great gift of, like, hours and hours and hours of fun time. You know what I mean? So it's, Absolutely. It's, it has, like, a good place in my life. And so, like, thank you to the creators of uh, Mario 64. You guys did an awesome job. And thank you for Shigeru Shigeru Miyamoto, the biggest, you know, he, he was the director of this game. So, yeah, yeah, the biggest, like, Nintendo you, uh, guy ever. So Thank you, Miyamoto. Or Mi- I think it's Miyamoto. Miyamoto, yeah. So, But, yeah. And, uh, anyway, so that that's uh, that's it. That's the show. Uh, what else we got going on, Brennan, before we wrap it up? I don't know. I I thought we we don't got much. I don't know what we're gonna do next, but I think uh, I right. think this video I think this video game episode was uh, a success. I, I always like don't know if we could talk about video games that much, but obviously obviously we can. But uh, this one this one sort of transcends video games. It's sort of a cultural game. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, I mean, I was really... Mario voice. Like, I was... Okay. 
Yeah, I thought I was doing a really. Your phone is cutting out or something. I'm not getting any of this. Are you not hearing me at all? No, do your Mario again. Hey, it's me, Mario. For Brennan Pointer, I am Adam Bessler. <laughs> this has been another awesome episode of Super 90s Brothers. You can interact with us on Twitter, at Adam Pitzler, at Bropo Mode, at Super 90s Bros, or you can follow us on uh, Facebook. Definitely reach out. Give us those five-star reviews on our iTunes page, Super 90s Brothers. We'd love that. Brennan, you have a special giveaway to talk about, don't you? Oh, yeah. I want to I challenge anybody who's listening to the show that's not a family member to either email us at super90sbrothers at gmail.com, all spelled out, or private message us on our Facebook page. And the first person to do that, I'm going to give them a $25 gift card to Amazon. And oh, and, twenty five bucks. Just <laughs> well, yeah. I think I mean, it's not much, but it's, no, you know, it's, no, it's fine. It's not required. You guys do a lot of effort, so yeah, I think it's uh, appropriate. So send us a you know send us a question that we can ask on our next show. Any question about the nineties, um, or give us a recommendation on like the next show. But like, yeah, no, no, question's good. That way we can question, specifically bring yeah, it up and answer uh, the question. I, so, yeah, so yeah, versus ask ask question. a topical. A topical 90s question. But sorry, Mom, this isn't for you. And uh, any, like, family member that also listens to this isn't telling me. Or any, like, friends that listen a lot and, like, I talk to you about. Like, I know you Yeah, this needs, to be I, a new, this needs to be this new is, blood. This needs to be somebody that we that we haven't heard from. And I'm sorry, we might need to take Ryan for real out of this, too. But you know what? If yeah. the question, maybe we'll send him a gift or something. Maybe well, if he sends a question, we'll definitely. Maybe on the sends a question, we'll... If he sends this question, we'll read it and we'll answer it. But this gift will be for some for a new fan. He's already our London ambassador. That's like the highest honor I could ever bestow upon him. So I oh, like my, a twenty five dollar gift card is almost like it's like a slap in the face. It's like I, for your anniversary, you don't give your wife you know like a, a gift certificate to McDonald's. That's what it would feel like to our London ambassador. We can't. I do don't want to get. I don't want to give him a twenty five dollar gift card anyways because in like American dollars to like British pounds is like I think it's like ten dollars in England. So well, well, that's not our problem. Talk to your, <laughs> talk to your queen or what? <laughs> and as far and as far as London ambassadors go, my buddy Ryan, he lives in he lives in England, and he, I, he might challenge he might challenge Ryan for real. They're actually well, we could have a, Ryan. That's funny. We could we could have a Ryan battle to the death. Maybe we could get them <laughs> on some sort of video game online to settle this. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. anyway, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta wrap it up. This is uh, this has been an awesome episode, though, and uh, we really appreciate you guys supporting the show, following the show, sharing the show, liking the show. So yeah, keep it up. We love you guys, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, okay. All right, let's.